Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome back to the ADHD Energy Empress podcast. I have a bit of an interesting topic for you today. This is a little life hack, a little perspective shift that can help cure your anxiety, enjoy your life more now, help you be more present and in the moment. And if you're a parent or if you have loved ones around, it can just help you appreciate them even more deeply. This hack will help you feel more fulfilled in your life, take time, really embrace the time you have and um, engage in life now and YOLO, have a bit of a YOLO attitude, you only live once, um, might help you plan ahead, really think about how you want to live your life, um, make you live more in the moment, take more opportunities, take some leaps and really positive risks, risks, get outside of your comfort zone and probably much more, but I need to stop talking and take a little drink. I should have had more water before I started this episode. Hold on just a tick. This is your reminder to drink your water. Um, and if you need a handy phone alarm for it and don't want to set 10 billion alarms, you can search for a repeat alarm. That's a handy little hack. And you just set how often you want that repeat alarm to go off and it'll do it. I'm on an Android phone, so I have an app. I don't know, maybe your app that comes with your phone can do it. But anyway, drink your water now. Ah, lovely and refreshing. I hope you did it. If you didn't, go find some water somewhere. Another little hack is to make your water tasty. Don't drink juice. Juice is really high GI. It's not going to make you feel good. It's not going to hydrate you because sugar dehydrates you. Uh, careful with how much coffee and tea you drink as well for the same reason but what I do is I use cold tea infusions which just give my drink a, a fruity flavor especially important in winter because I really don't feel like drinking water in the winter time it just feels awkward anywho this is not the hack that will change your life that was a side note I hope you haven't turned off the episode because you thought I was going to talk about water for half an hour Let's get right to it. Okay, so this thing I'm talking about, this little life hack is called preemptive nostalgia. And basically what it is, is looking at your current life now through the lens of the future. We can get so caught up in our heads, especially being neurodiverse. We can have a lot of anxiety, a lot of overthinking, um, guilt and shame, whether we're doing the right things. If we made a mistake, we could have some RSD, reje rejection sensitivity, d d d dysphoria, sorry. It can be hard to set goals and stuff as well because, well, it just feels so hard. But this switches your mindset from being in it now to putting yourself in the mind frame of yourself in 10 years, 20 years as a 90 year old looking back on your life whenever you want to leap ahead to and look back onto your life now. And you might find that you appreciate things a lot differently. You might appreciate the fact that your body is so flexible and so 
young. When you look at it from the present moment, you might be comparing to your past and think, oh, I'm getting old or I'm not as fit as I used to be or whatever. But when you look at it from your future self looking back, you can appreciate it. In the same way that now you might look back and go, oh, I wish it was 10 years ago. I wish I'd started this or that 10 years ago. I wish I'd exercised more then. Look back at yourself from the future to the present day and realize that now you have those exact same opportunities and you don't want to look back in 10 years thinking that same thing like, oh, I wish I'd appreciated it more. I wish I'd taken more action. I wish I'd exercised more. I wish I'd remembered to set my water alarms and drink more water so my skin stayed hydrated and healthy, whatever it may be. That is one aspect of it is helping you to reflect and appreciate and maybe take some action as well. The other thing about looking back is you might notice the opportunities that you have. Your life, again, when you're in it, might feel kind of set in stone. It might feel like it's really hard to make different decisions and to take action and opportunities and leaps and risks and move across the country and start a new job or study to start a new career or start a new business or whatever so often we look at our lives and we think gee I wish I did this 10 years ago or gee I wish I took that opportunity when you have this preemptive nostalgia and you look at yourself with the wisdom of the future you can think to yourself gee I'm young Gee, I could take this opportunity, I could take this risk, I could start something new and then in 10 years think about where I'll be and instead of regretting it or wish I'd done it or um, wishing I'd appreciated it more, wishing I'd taken the risk, wishing, wishing I'd started back then, you'll be grateful that you actually did the thing. If you're a parent and you have children, Sometimes it can be a little bit stressful, (laughs) just as a bit of an understatement. Um, Parenting can be stressful and it can also be really fun. And it's kind of difficult when people say to you, oh, go so fast, appreciate as much as you can, because that can be genuinely so difficult at times, especially for me when my kids were toddlers. It was so difficult. My kids are neurodiverse. It was a crazy, crazy time Um, and I knew at the time, oh, I want to appreciate this moment. I really want to um, kind of suck it all in, like really embrace it and take a visual snapshot of this and remember what my beautiful baby's face looks like and just cherish this moment. But, you know, I would be sleep deprived, I'd be tired, I'd be grumpy, um, or my kids would be arguing, or someone would be a handful, and it wouldn't always happen. There would be moments of it, there would be glimpses of it, but forcing that can be difficult. Using preemptive nostalgia can help you get into that headspace, because what people are saying when they say, oh, it goes so fast, appreciate it now, they mean that they, they are nostalgic for when their kids were young. They miss those good old times. So whatever age your kids are, you can think about what they'll be like in probably five years because kids grow up so quickly. Um, 
how things will be different and what things you will miss about this time now. Will you miss how your cute little toddler walks around and their little baby voice? Will you miss how your seven-year-old gets up to draw art every morning? Will you miss how they pour their own milk in their cereal and it spills all over the bench and it's really messy? And from that preemptive nostalgia, you can think about how you might want to act in the moment. I find that preemptive nostalgia not only helps me appreciate those beautiful moments, but also really let go of the things that don't matter. Do you want to cry over spilt milk and get grumpy with them? Or do you just want to laugh and, you know, move on, make it a lighthearted moment, make it a moment for connection, maybe make it a chance um, to help them with skill building. Maybe your kid does not like to wipe up their own milk, but you could role model it for them. And eventually one day they will clean up their own milk and whatever tasks seem arduous and tiring to you right now, they will grow up and grow out of that. And the thing with parenting is the good is mixed in with the bad. You will be doing this every single day. Hopefully you can have a break sometime. But I know for me during that those toddler years when it was such everything was so chaotic and so difficult and so sleep depriving which increased the difficulty um that was one of the hardest times in my life and there were so many arduous boring tasks that absolutely drove me nuts and my kids didn't listen and I had lots of overwhelm and lots of sensory things like the socks had to be on perfectly straight and lots of little crazy things, but at the same time, you know, they'd be learning to walk or learning to read and um, learning to ride a bike and they'd be playful and creative and cute, cute little pudgy faces. Um, maybe they're cuddle, more cuddly at that age and they grow out of it. These things happen concurrently alongside each other and at the age they're at now, there is good and there is bad and we can appreciate that, appreciate the good, let go of the bad, not by forcing it but by changing our perspective and allowing it to happen more naturally by getting into that mindset and that moment of really looking back through those rose-coloured glasses. And the thing with parenting and sometimes just with life is that the days are long but the years are short. If you look back over the last five years of your life, it might seem like it's gone really quickly or the last year, you know, when it's like the start of a year and the year is so fresh and full of possibility. And then you get to like September, which it is when I'm recording this podcast and you think, wow, this year has gone so fast. But like the days and the weeks sometimes seem arduous. Another little side hack for that is to um, kind of put what's it called, signposts along through your life. So that might be particular holidays and events or um, family traditions and rituals or it might be listening to certain type of music at a certain type time of year or making three monthly playlists in your life so you can listen back to that playlist and it reminds you of that time in your life. 
Or what I like to do is if life seems monotonous, go and have an adventure day. Go somewhere you don't usually go and get that novelty and something different and fresh for your brain. So that it doesn't feel like you're on this hamster wheel all the time and the weeks are just passing by. But that's just a little side note. And that preemptive nostalgia can really help you seize the day. Like sometimes I live in a place that has four seasons and this year one of my focuses was to shift my mindset around appreciating that more, appreciating winter more and realizing that it goes quickly instead of seeing it like this long drawn out thing like winter's so cold and dark and it goes for so long but actually finding the things to appreciate about that time. And the fact that we could go outside and see the stars and that there were all these winter events on and just the different things that we could do in winter that we don't do at other times of year. And it's the same as the days are getting longer now. I try to embrace it to a degree. My kids need a lot of routine. I need routine um, to help us actually get things happening, like basic, basic things happening. Routine's really important and getting to bed at a certain time because if it gets out of whack, sometimes it can take some reshuffling to get it back. But there is a balance. For a long time, it was a really, really strict bedtime routine. And part of that was because my kids were younger. Part of it was sleep problems that they were having. But I am so grateful now that we can be more flexible. And they wanted to go to the beach in the evening after we'd already been out at a homeschool group all day. And I was kind of a little bit tired. I almost wanted to pull out because then it means we'd have a late dinner and they'd need to have a bath at like a time that wasn't great because they take really long baths and then they get dysregulated afterwards because they don't like being wet. But I thought, you know what? Life is short and life is now and they're so young and they don't see why not. You know, kids are always asking, why not? Why can't we do this? And that's because they want to embrace life. And so part of embracing life can be doing things that are a little bit different, that are maybe take a little bit of effort. On the flip side of that is obviously self-compassion and self-care and looking after yourself. If you simply don't have the energy, don't do it. But if you do, and if you kind of want to do something, why not? Take the chance, whether it be taking your kids to the beach in the evening and mucking up your routine a little bit, or it could be going to see your favorite band and it's maybe a little bit, you know, inconvenient. Like I went to see um, my favorite comedian. I don't like lots of comedians, but I like this, it's Sarah Millican. I don't know. You might like her, you might not like her, but I'll name her up. I like Sarah Millican. She's funny. I love her accent. Um, and yeah, I enjoy it. So when I saw that she was coming to, when look, honestly, little side story here. When I saw she was doing a tour, I thought, oh, I wonder if she'll um, put it online because I know she's from the UK. I wonder if she'll put it, put her um, show online to stream. Then when I looked that up, I saw that she was coming to Australia and I thought, you know what, maybe I should go to Melbourne to see her. Maybe I should 
do something for myself. It's not often that I find something that I actually like because being ADHD, often things, I don't get the dopamine just from things. I really like novel things. Um, So it's hard to maintain hobbies or actually find consistent enjoyment from things like music and stuff like that because it gets boring for my brain after a bit. But comedians are great because I guess it's that dopamine, it's that excitement. They might say something different, something outrageous, something you don't expect. Um, So I thought, you know what, maybe I could do that. So I looked up the tour dates and she was actually coming to my town where I live. A small town that doesn't get, I mean, maybe we kind of get some big name acts, but no one that I'm really interested in for the aforementioned reasons, I suppose. So I went out in the evening is my main point. And I wouldn't usually do this. It was the first time in like a decade, I guess, almost a decade, that I had actually gone out in the evening and done something for myself without my children. And they didn't like it. And it was going to muck up their bedtime routine. And I still put them to bed because they still needed me to put them to bed. So I kind of tried to get them to do their bedtime routine early. But I also felt kind of anxious because I had to make sure everything happened at the exact right time. So I could get to the place I needed to be at the right time. And I did. I knew it was going to be a bit of effort. I knew it was going to be different. I knew it would challenge the kids and they wouldn't like it. And they still reflect back on it and say, oh, mom, we don't want you to go out ever. Maybe when we're adults, you can do that. But I put down the boundary and I say, look, I might do this sometimes because it's important that I look after myself. So if you have an opportunity, look back and think, well, in 10 years, In 30 years, if I look back on my life from then, will I wish I took this opportunity? Will I wish I stuck to my normal routine or will I wish that I did something out of the ordinary? Will I appreciate and respect that every single night I got my kids to bed at 7 o'clock or will I wish that we spent more time at the beach? Will I wish that we took that holiday? Will I wish that I just let them stay up and eat ice cream and play board games? Don't take life so seriously. There's a time and a place and a limit and an amount. Like I take life quite seriously, but also I know how to have fun sometimes and, you know, I could probably do it more. It's one of the things I would change if I was looking back on my life. I would take it less seriously and realize it's kind of just a game. If you listen to some of the things that the wisdom from our elders or even people who've had near-death experiences, they realize that life's not so serious and it goes by so quickly and we think that we can plan it, but, you know, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. This is life now. So have your big goals, have your big dreams, have the things you're working towards. Think about if you want to be like, I want to be a healthy 40 year old and I'm not a particularly healthy 30 year old. I've got things that aren't going on great with my body. I've got shoulder injury and, um, now I've learned that I've got hypermobility as well, which is damaging my posture. And I need to get orthotics because just walking is damaging my knee and I'm 30. But 
I want to be a healthy 40 year old and I want to be a healthy 90 year old and that's my long-term goal and if I look back from the age of 40 from the age of 90 I know that the thing is to start now and to have this devotion to my body not necessarily discipline because discipline feels harsh and I think I've done a podcast episode not on this podcast but if you go to YouTube um, there's podcasts that are kind of my older podcasts which focus more on mindset and manifestation not particularly ADHD but still very relevant I think I think 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 I've got one on discipline versus devotion but in a nutshell discipline is like trying to force yourself and push yourself and have external um forces on you basically whereas devotion is being pulled by a why by a reason so it can be much easier to drink your water throughout the day to eat healthily to move your body when you're devoted when you know your reason when it's okay I'm doing this because I love my body I want to look after my body I want to feel healthy I want to feel good and every little part every little thing I do contributes to that whereas discipline feels like oh I must do this particular thing in this particular way every single day to reach this goal devotion is okay I'm going to do my best to work towards this and maybe I didn't drink enough water today but I'm going to drink some water now I'm going to from now on I'm going to recommit myself to this thing so my point was to have these kind of goals for yourself and do plan ahead and have these things that may seem more serious in a way, but also do them in a light-hearted way. Enjoy. If you want to exercise, remember why. You want to feel good in your body. You want to feel light. You want to enjoy your life. If you want to start a business, it's because you want to feel fulfilled. You want to put something out in the world for a reason. And when you have this kind of attitude, you can enjoy every little moment of it because it's contributing towards it. You don't need to wait until you have the goal to feel fulfilled. And if you, yeah, I think so many teachers around business, about, around mindset, manifestation, spirituality, psychology, all these different aspects, they tell you that you need to be happy on the journey. You can't wait for an external circumstance to validate yourself and to feel happy. So you might as well enjoy the process. Enjoy the road to getting there. There are so many things that you can be grateful for in your life and I recommend a gratitude practice. And if this preemptive nostalgia helps you feel that gratitude practice, then bring that in. Gratitude, it can seem like a boring thing to do, but it's kind of like exercise. Like, oh, it's a not everyone likes to do exercise, but you get to a point when you're doing it that you realize it's enjoyable. So starting out could feel like, oh, my body doesn't feel like doing this. But then you get that energy building up and you start to enjoy it. And then the next time you go to do it, you remember that you enjoyed it and you push through that initial part. That's what I feel gratitude practice is like. And you can do it in a number of ways. You can just do a gratitude rant to yourself I find writing it down boring. You can record your voice. You can think it in your head if you want to. You could look over the photos you've taken in the day. Get creative. 
I think that gratitude practice often uses this preemptive nostalgia just naturally, but you can bring that in to your life. So there are all sorts of applications for preemptive nostalgia and I encourage you to play around with it, see how it makes you feel, play around with different ages, like, oh, looking back in five years, how will I feel? Looking back in 10 years, how will I feel? Now for me right now, my beautiful little kiddos have just arrived back home. I've had an hour away from them. And so I'm going to go and welcome them back and see how they are and keep this podcast. It's not even too short, but I feel like I could have had more to say about this topic, but I'll leave you to experiment and explore with it. And if you want to reach out to me, you can. I'm marley.darling on Instagram and TikTok. And I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode, what you liked about this episode, if you have any questions, if you want to share this episode with someone who would enjoy it, share it with your ADHD friends, your mum friends, your not mum friends, whoever. And I will see you, talk to you in the next episode. Have a wonderful week and really get that preemptive nostalgia happening to get that next level of enjoyment and love and appreciation for your life. All right, see you later.